3: So I was on Twitter last week and this video popped up and I I watched it of Congressman Chip Roy from Texas 21st Congressional District. He was talking about the Second Amendment and the importance of the Second Amendment. Is it for sport? Sure. Is it for self-defense? Yeah, even better. But what it's really important for is to protect Americans from tyranny. Right. And, And he said this, he said, tyrants disarm the people they intend to oppress. And then he went on. Listing out examples in history of when that exact scenario took full. And I know everyone listening to this podcast, you guys saw what happened during COVID. We're not immune to tyranny here in America. It's very much real and it's very much a threat to our lives. So I'm really looking forward to this episode because we're going to talk to Congressman Chip Roy. We're going to talk about what he said on the House floor about the Second Amendment. We're also going to get into a bunch of other issues as well. We're going to talk about this war on children that's happening right now. You know, children got the brunt of COVID, lockdowns, masked up, can't play with your friends at a really vital time in their lives of learning and developing as little people, right? Really important. So they got the brunt of that. Now now they're being indoctrinated in schools with this critical race theory crap with gender dysphoria, right? Telling little kids, hey, little boy, you can be a girl, Right, you, you think you're unhappy, your life's a little bit tough, you're sad. Uh, just be a girl. It's going to make everything better. And then you've got these transgender groups coming out and saying, oh, okay, this can happen at an even younger age. That you can start puberty blockers at 14 and some sex changes at 15. And then you add on top of it abortion, which is like the biggest part of the war on children. So why is the left doing this? Well, you know What's behind that? We're going to get into that with him as well and then also Nancy Pelosi and Eric Adams talking about how like schools need drag queens how about just teachers (laughs) read stories right how about having a firefighter or a police officer or just really anyone else or a homeless person I don't care but why do you need a dude dressed as a woman with like clown makeup and wearing like what's the point of that Right. So we're going to get into all these different things. Also, some questions on the vaccine. Senator Rand Paul had a great line of question of Fauci just talking about, like, how many people in the vaccine committee, the the people who are approving these vaccines for America, and how many of them are are receiving money from the vaccine manufacturers? So a whole bunch to get to with Congressman Chip Roy. I'm really looking forward to this interview. I think you're going to love it. So here it is. Congressman Shiproy, it's such an honor to have you on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time.
2: No, it's my pleasure. The honors, mine, to to join. I appreciate what you do in trying to help the American people understand what's really going on and fighting for the right thing. So, thank you.
3: I mean, isn't it hard these days? It's like. We just look at what's going on in the country and just this effort to really silence and censor speech and, and censor anyone trying to get to the truth, which I, I know you've experienced in Congress.
2: Yeah. And, and in fact, it, it's even worse than that in, in Congress, right? Because what we see in terms of censorship and all of that is, is you know, blanketing the country and limiting our ability to speak freely and point things out. In Congress, we actually just constrained ourselves from actually being able to debate and and have any conversation here in the supposed deliberative bodies of the senate and the house the people's house we never offer amendments it's been six years since we've had an amendment offered on the floor of the house we never have the ability to influence anything just today for example we're getting a bill about burn pits for veterans something we're all you know sensitive to and we all feel here heading to july 4th a sense of you know uh, appreciation for our veterans and they should be cared for but this bill is going to put on spending, mandatory spending, $675 billion with $275 billion of deficit spending. And it's going to uh, blow the lid off of of how we deal with veteran spending. And all of our colleagues are just going to, in lockstep, vote for it because veterans. We won't have a debate. We won't talk about paying for it. And there is your people's house, Lisa. How can we save this country if we're funding the tyranny of bureaucracy that's strangling us? That's a problem. But
3: is that the challenge with Congress of trying to get to the truth with some of the, even just the legislation, right? Because as you mentioned, they'll say it's about veterans. Everyone wants to help veterans. We love veterans. But then you look at some of the spending issue or even, you know, or or they'll put some, you know, really nice title on it and and, and make it seem like it's, you know, really worthwhile and it's needed, right? But then when you look at really what's in it, there's all these poison pills.
2: Well, that's exactly right. And, And we never, you know, my democratic colleagues got on me and sort of mocked me for daring to question that we voted on a $40 billion Ukraine bill that I got at three o'clock in the afternoon. And they later said, well, well, gosh, you're complaining. It's only a 20 page bill. So yeah, that's not the point. The point is we had no debate. We had no briefings. We didn't have any of the, the joint chiefs or the secretary of defense or anybody come down and say, okay guys, here's how we're going to use the 40 billion. Here's how this is going to, you know, end up in a good result for the America's national security. No, no, we never had a debate. We sure as heck didn't have it in private, much less public. And so, what we have, we have a bill it's dropped on the floor. You vote yes or no. You go give a speech. That is not deliberation. And so, to the point about freedom and what we're doing in this country, we are destroying the bedrock of the foundational principles of this country, where you have representatives in a republic coming together and airing out those differences responsibly with limiting principles on spending, limiting the size and scope of government so that the people can be free. We're not doing that. And Republicans are just as guilty as Democrats.
3: Well, and I wanted to get to the issue of freedom, because obviously we have the First Amendment for a reason. We also have the Second Amendment for a reason. And I I really wanted to have you on the show because I saw that clip that went around on Twitter of you giving a floor speech about the Second Amendment. I want to play just a, a little bit of it for the audience right now and then talk to you about it on the other side
2: we have a second amendment because we understand in this country that there are some things inalienable rights that you cannot justly take away from a free and equal human being tyrants disarm the people they intend to oppress those are the facts
3: i mean that really is what it's about right tyrants do disarm the people they intend to oppress and then you went on and gave a, a list of those examples of, of times throughout history. When that happens, and I think, you know, I used to be kind of naive about freedom in America. I used to think that we were somewhat immune to tyranny until COVID hit. And then you really got to see that we're not immune to tyranny in America. So to your point, you know, how concerned should we be about our own government trying to oppress us right now?
2: You know, someone uh, was making fun of me yesterday on Twitter because uh, I retweeted some dude who was talking about the, the benefits of a bowl of crickets uh, versus beef. And I said, hey. Uh, Democrats and liberals, the left, leftists, are at war with you, America. And this thing he wrote back, some you know, media for Bloomberg or somebody said, I mean, a member of Congress is out there talking about some random tweet about cricket. Look, here's the reality. The reality is the left is at war with us. Democrats are at war with the American people. And we're not responding in kind. We are not recognizing the assault on our liberties in real time. Now, why does that matter in the context of what you just said? It's because history is replete with examples of people who are going about their daily life, going about things, and everything's hunky-dory, and all of those same kind of people were out there saying, oh, well, don't worry about what they're doing. Oh, you're not going to live. They're not going to come in and take your, your livestock. They're not going to come in and you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, undermine your freedoms or make your kids go to a certain school. They're not going to come take your kids and put them in some indoctrination camp. That'll never happen. But the fact is, power is power, and human nature is such that that, that power is going to aggregate and concentrate among small groups or individuals who want to exploit it for their own gain and power, and the left is just as guilty of that here in this country, and we're seeing it in real time, and that is the point, and that is why we must maintain our ability to be armed. The only distinction between us and the rest of the world during all of these lockdowns is federalism and the Second Amendment. And we got to remember that when we watch what happened in Australia and New Zealand and you saw people being dragged in the streets and being locked up because they dared go out and say, I don't want a jab stuck in my arm. Or obviously what we saw in China where people are in apartment buildings on fire because they're locked in. It's real and it happens on this earth here now. And that's the point of liberty. and That's why our founders gave us the Second Amendment.
3: And I think the left used to be a little bit more discreet until COVID hit and until Trump came along and then it was just sort of like you know, like the curtain gone right because to your point like the whole point of america and the whole point of our foundation of what makes us different is our founding fathers protected us from government right they they, they created these safeguards to protect us from government overreach and our own government and they also protected us from mob rule as well and what we've seen from the left is just this blatant attack one attack after enough another to tear those safeguards down and, and I think that's what's so dangerous about where we are today is just this outright assault on these safeguards that protect us from our own government.
2: I agree completely. And, and remember, what my great fear is at the moment is, is that pretty much what we have left in terms of liberty are those last vestiges of the structures the founders put in place. Those separation of powers, the federalism aspect and the fact that we have a Second Amendment. We are now down to those those core elements because all of the rest is getting assaulted every day but just ask a simple question if you're a listener are you truly free with respect to your children's ability to get the education of your choice you can't send them to a taxpayer funded school where they can pray or know god or be able to be taught that there is a man and a woman you can't do that you have to then pay taxes to a school you won't use and then go borrow money or spend your retirement to send your kids to a private school or homeschool. are you free with respect to uh, your ability to have the energy of your choice without it being highly taxed, expensive gas, because Joe Biden and a bunch of leftists want to pursue unicorn fairy dust for their energy policy. No, you're not free, right? I can go down list after list after list to all of the things, your healthcare. Are you free to go to the doctor of your choice without an insurance bureaucrat or government bureaucrat telling you exactly what you can do, where you can go, which doctor you can have, and how much you're going to pay for it? No, you're not free. Let's stop pretending we're free. We're not. We should go reclaim freedom. That is what we should be focused on. And I'm looking at an America 2026. I'm looking past 2022. I'm looking and taking back the house and all of these mantras by politicians for power. I'm looking past the 2024, you know, who's going to be president 2026 is our 250th birthday. And we have to ask ourselves a question. Are we going to live free? And that is the question that should drive every single one of us as liberty loving Americans to make choices to make sure our kids and grandkids can live
3: free. I I 100% agree. But there's also this weird self-censorship that's going on in our society as well. And I I think a lot of it is driven by social media in the sense of like how many people went out and got vaccinated because they didn't want to be called an anti-vaxxer, right? Like how many people are going along with this charade that men could be women, women could be men, this whole thing simply because they don't want to be called transphobic, right? So we, we've created like social media has really just created this really unique environment that we live in where, you know, it's almost like a loss of freedom due to societal pressure of people just not wanting to be outliers in this insane clown world that we're living in.
2: I think that's right, right? And and like I I I could sit here and have a whole podcast to get on my soapbox about how social media and just twenty four hour news and everything else is killing us. Uh, that you know our our greatness comes from from us, our families, our communities, and working you know from the grassroots up, not from all of this constant national focus on garbage. But the truth is, a lot of Americans get that, and they go about their life every single day and they've got all of these barriers to their ability to go do what's in the best interest of their families, but they have to just get up and march through the day. And our job as liberty lovers is to go tear those barriers down. Um, I get why people are like, oh, okay, I guess I've got to get vaccinated. They don't sit around looking at all this stuff like I do all day. They don't go look at gain-of-function research and Fauci. They don't go look at, you know, whatever. They go, well, I mean, I got a vaccine for polio, and, I mean, I guess it's a great blessing, and then, uh, you know, we can do it, and then they'll, you know. They don't think through them. That's why those of us who love liberty have a duty and a responsibility to share that information. And that is the one upside that we have today that we did not have 20 years ago. With all of this social media and all of our ability to get information out, we're able to expose the fraud. Education, for example. COVID lifted the veil on a corrupt education system. For the first time, parents got a glimpse into what these jokers were doing to their kids. And now they've got a glimpse into what public health bureaucrats will do to you when they've got the power to do it and i'm with you a lot of americans just like sheep were just like okay sure jab a needle in my arm but you know what a lot of americans weren't pilots at southwest airlines pilots of other airlines people that were all on can hey, wait a second well I, I don't you're not sticking a needle in my arm and that's that's a good and uniquely american thing
3: so you're saying the glass is half full
2: <laughs> we love liberty and it's in our dna as americans uh, we want that. And I believe that that was exposed through COVID. The Lord works in mysterious ways. And we liberty lovers who are leading, whether it's you guys out there talking about it, those of us with election certificates, we have a duty to go, you know, highlight those individuals that are holding the line for freedom and defend them and defend their ability to, to live free.
3: Quick commercial break back with Congressman Chip Roy on the other side.
1: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elaje Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with
3: the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. So I saw this Breitbart piece the other day about Biden's IRS spending approximately, I think it was 700000 On ammo between March and June first, I believe this is what Matt told told Breitbart. Do you know anything about that? Why would the IRS be spending that kind of cash on ammo?
2: So I don't know. Um, You know, that's one of those things that on the laundry list of things that pop up, I got to go. You know, I told my staff I saw that same thing pop up. Hey, go. Let's go try to figure that out. In in broad terms, uh, I will say this. Whatever you say about, you know, uh, government, when the government is arming itself, which it does with some regularity, right, by definition, it always amazes me when my friends on the left say, well, you don't need a Second Amendment. How would you ever use a Second Amendment against a government that has nukes or, you know, F-22s or tanks? And I was like, well, you guys are making the point, right? You're making the very point about how all you want to do is allow me to have a a pea shooter and a, you know, single barrel shotgun and somehow be able to sort of push back on the power of government. Uh, The fact is our government is so unbelievably armed at all levels from top to bottom, you know, our local police are, you know, that have essentially military tactical, uh, you know, supplies, um, you know, they're very armed and, and, and the, the, the guts and the roots of this country came from a people who were armed, who would muster, To go form the military, not a, you know, standing army that had control and power over the people.
3: Well, see, I just thought maybe they're just trying to take ammo out of circulation to drive up prices. So it's harder for people to get as they kind of like simultaneously go and, you know. Yeah, I, I think that could be. And
2: I do think that one of the big worries I have is ammo. I think at the end of the day, when they want to start really trying to, to get to it, they've got to go target ammo in terms of either taxes or in terms of you know limiting the ability to, 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 to have supplies or, like you said, buy up a lot of supplies in order to constrain them. Um, there's no question that their goal is to take away our guns and our ability to have ammo and our ability to arm ourselves. They've said it openly. We should believe them.
3: You know, so I wanted to ask you, like, there, it's just... There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now uh, directed at children, you know, like, well, you you've got like it just looks like the left is honestly having a war on children. I mean, you've got abortion, obviously the biggest one killing children. Uh, but, you know, during COVID, right, they, they locked them down. They forced them to mask up. You've got people like Stacey Abrams with, uh, you know, without masks while these little kids are around her being forced to be masked up. You've got the, the left shoving critical race theory down their throat. If you're you know, a white kid, a Hispanic kid, somehow you're being taught you're a terrible person just based off the color of your skin. Uh, and, and then now they're pushing this gender dysphoria stuff, right? You've, you've got transgender groups saying that it's safe to start puberty blockers at 14 and sex changes at 15. So my question to you is, what's going on here when you, you sort of look at all that?
2: I think there's sort of three groups of people that are a problem. Um, the first group are leftists who believe in population control. Um, they've said this for a long time. You know this. I know this. A lot of your listeners know this. Right. They're they're open about it. Right. Which they literally believe we should not be able to have, you know, either kids at all or they should be limited. They believe in in population control. The second is is, are the people who believe that kids are essentially wards of the state, that parents are effectively an interference between the state and the kid. Right. Left is largely there's a lot who believe that. Not all, but a lot who really believe that. And they believe that they have, the state has as much or more, frankly, of an interest in how a child is raised and what they learn than the parent. Enter all this stuff about the drag queen stuff and all of the, you know, uh, trans stuff that's happening at schools. The third bucket of people that's a problem are the people that are both Democrats and Republicans, frankly, who are just sheep, who just don't want to be disliked. And they want everybody to think that they're, oh, I'm, I'm a nice person and I love everybody. So I'm not going to complain that little Johnny's getting a drag queen show. at a school or a public library. And that is the most dangerous group. That is the group who is allowing their common sense to get overrun by absolute abject corruption, cultural rot and stupidity. And they're allowing it to happen. And it's destroying our country, destroying their kids and destroying our way of life in the name of, quote unquote, love. And, you know, can't we all just get along? It's nonsense. That group is the actual dangerous group. They should be completely dismissing the first two groups that I just talked about.
3: Quick break back with Texas Congressman Chip Roy.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
1: says somebody's in the house and
3: i screamed
0: listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare are you on the hunt for a new home this spring
1: the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time.
3: Well, it's also like to me, like Biden picks Rachel Levine, who I think is the assistant health secretary or whatever her title is, or his title is. But you, you've got this person who thinks that like men can be women, women can be men leading or public or in part leading or public health. It just sort of shows you, uh, you know, how insane of a, a clown world that we, we live in. But I, I wanted to ask you. So we've got. Nancy Pelosi is out there saying that, you know, drag queens are what America is all about. You've got the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, saying he supports city funded, you know, drag queen story hour for children. Am I missing something? Is the drag queen vote bigger than I thought? Or like, what's the you know, is it bigger than I thought?
2: You know, I do think it is a question that leaves us scratching our head. Right. When you have. $30.5 $30.5 trillion dollars of debt, when you've got $40 billion going to Ukraine and you're kind of on the precipice of conflict with Russia, when you've got a wide-open border with children getting uh, molested and harmed by cartels and fentanyl pouring into our schools, when you've got you know all sorts of concerns that we have with energy and our ability to have abundant energy, inflation skyrocketing, and we're literally, the fact that we even have a single conversation about a drag queen or a single conversation about a drag queen in school tells you how misplaced and out of touch, a very small group of elites are from the average American. There's a reason that they're polling completely in the toilet, but that's a crass political observation. The truth is this is a decadent society that has been fat and lazy for way too long, fat and happy in their richness with the the robust uh, blessings that the good Lord gave us with our uh, abundant resources in this country and freedom and our faith in the Almighty, and we produce this great country that the engine would keep running. Even if a cylinder got turned off, you still had seven pistons running. We're still going, but at some point we're going to hit a wall and we're getting damn close to hitting that wall. You just can't keep spending money. You don't have mortgaging your future, funding bureaucrats and tyrants, funding all of these cultural elites to be able to have the time to talk about drag Queens instead of figuring out how to actually have a country with cops on the streets, securing us and securing our homes. That's the reality.
3: And to that point, you know, you're a Texas Republican. Myra Flores just picked up a congressional street in the Rio Grande Valley, Uh, hasn't been in Republicans' hands for over 150 years. I believe her husband is a Border Patrol agent. How do you think what's going on at the border is going to impact the midterms and, and moving forward? electorally
2: yeah well i think it'll impact us uh, a lot but but what we have to do and keep in mind is that the goal here is to win minds and hearts and not just win a seat so uh myra's great and i'm glad myra uh, won her district's going to be a tougher one in november to win because of the way the district lines are drawn so we need everybody to pay attention to that and make sure we get her across the finish line so it's not just kind of a fluke moment i think she can win uh My friend uh, Cassie Garcia is another one who can possibly win, running against my also friend Henry Cuellar. But, um, you know, Henry's a Democrat siding with Nancy Pelosi. Cassie would come side with us. And Cassie's awesome. Uh, Cassie's also, she's her fiancé's with Border Patrol. Let me tell you the the flat truth down in South Texas. Hispanic Democrats in South Texas are tired of being taken granted, uh, tired of being taken advantage of, tired of their communities getting overrun by cartels, fentanyl pouring into their communities, danger, uh, dangerous um, uh, environment for their families. And they see it. They see it in real time. And then they see all of this crazy the Democrats are putting forward. And they go, wait, why am I a Democrat? When Senator Cruz and I were in Laredo last September in Webb County, Texas. We met with the entire leadership of Webb County, predominantly Hispanic, lifelong Democrats, absolutely furious. At the abject failure and the purposeful disregard for the rule of law by this administration to the detriment of the American people, the death of children, the molestation of children, uh, fentanyl pouring into our schools, they know it. And it's completely irresponsible. And so there could be, could be, Lisa, a shift, a moment for us to win Hispanic uh, community votes. But that's not the, the goal. That's a crass goal. The goal is to win minds and hearts of people who believe in freedom and security and understand what it means to be an American. And you've got a bunch of Hispanic Americans who are tired of the games that the left are playing and accepting and taking them for granted. So it's an opportunity for us, but only if we do the right thing. And, and I'll, I'll tell you one last point on that. Senator Cruz used to say a funny thing when he was down talking in South Texas about how you win Hispanic voters by talking to them about what matters and about American values, not by showing up with a mariachi band. And that is is the truth. Don't go down and try to, you know, uh, play the cultural game of, oh, we love you too, blah, blah, blah. No. Go fight for freedom, limited government, security, schools for our kids, life against cartels, secure borders, the things that we know the community wants to see.
3: Rising tides lift all boats, right? We all have, everyone has the same, every, each American has the same concern, unless you're on the left and you support all these crazy things. I, I wanted to ask you real quick on, uh, so Senator uh, Paul, who's just, as you have been too, he's just been awesome during you know COVID and all this stuff. He had this line of questioning with Fauci uh, last week about vaccines. And what he was asking is that if the individuals in the vaccine committee have received money, from the manufacturers. And, and Fauci said in response, they don't have to disclose the information, which which is true, legally they don't have to disclose it. But if manufacturers are being insulated right now from legal liability, because we built in those protections for the maxi- the vaccine manufacturers, and the people who approve vaccines can make money from them, How do we get the truth about vaccines in America or the COVID vaccine in America?
2: Well, I want to give a lot of credit to Rand Paul, to Ron Johnson, uh, to the handful of people in this town, which frankly is a a shockingly low number, uh, that have been highlighting and focusing on the abject corruption that exists from the top down in our public health uh, agencies. Uh, the, The fact that Fauci goes out and he does all of his high profile things and he's on Vanity Fair, whatever magazines he's on, and he's throwing baseballs and, you know, going around uh, being, you know, a celebrity to the left tells you everything you need to know, but really doesn't. Your point you're raising right there is something that I'm glad your listeners are hearing. We need more Americans to hear. I I think what we've witnessed over the last two years is one of the biggest crimes perpetrated against humanity in the history of mankind in terms of what has been sold to people uh, about the fear of this uh, virus, how it its origins, the gain of function research issue, whether we were a part of funding it, what Fauci knew or didn't know, what NIH knew or didn't know, what some of these other entities knew or didn't know, what China knew or didn't know, what the World Health Organization then did, then what we did in per- pushing out all of these vaccines and then not having true information about it, that even your kind of moderate doctors are looking at this going, oh, wait a minute, what, where did you go to get approval to whether this should be available? Like right now with kids like six months or older, I mean, are you kidding me? There's no basis in science for going in and jabbing a nine-month-old with a, with a, with a vaccine that has not gone through all of the testing. Remember, polio had 1.8 million kids having tests before that became uh, uh, you know, required and, and moved down the chain in terms of uh, how many kids use it. And I, that means a lot to me because my dad had polio. My, po- my dad had polio in 1949 before the sock vaccine in 55 I I believe in vaccines, but I believe in vaccines that are proven and when individuals can have the choice to know what's in the best interest of their kids and and their families. This is unbelievable. And what you just raised about the liability issue and about allowing these guys to get enriched, massively enriched on the back of public mandates and then have liability protection ought to be raising alarm bells. And by the way, we should be at war with big health care. At war with big insurance, at war with big pharma, at war with big hospitals, and returning power to doctors and patients. But that's another day, another podcast conversation.
3: Well, you know, and I'm for vaccines at work, right? Like you, you mentioned polio. Polio confers, you know, I believe lifetime immunity, long lasting immunity. Uh, this does not when when you have to keep getting. Jabbed and, and then you see people like Fauci who's had four and then still gets COVID end up ends up in the exact same spot I did as an unvaccinated person so it it makes you scratch your head
2: no that it does and and look I never I don't say publicly whether I've been vaccinated or not you can probably guess but but um, the reason I don't is because since December of 2020 that's been my my posture because I didn't think I, I wanted to stand up for the American who shouldn't have to tell anybody whether they've been vaccinated. So uh, I won't say one or the other, but uh, but again, most people can generally guess. And, and the fact is that the obvious science of natural immunity was being purposely shoved aside by the left, and you have to ask why. And I think that goes to the heart of your point about money. When in doubt, follow the money. Who's making money? Where's that money going? And what are they doing? And if you look at the big pharma companies and what they were doing here in terms of being able to get a massive cash cow through crony capital and government contracts with liability protection. And all, all we got to do is go jab everybody's arm and then have, you know, freaking prime minister Trudeau and all these losers step up and say, Oh, get your third shot, your fourth shot, your, you know, 28th shot. Um, I'm sorry, forgive me, but no.
3: We've all been scammed. And, and, and I agree with you. I don't think it's anyone's business. The, the only reason I went out and, and, and made my case was I was trying to give people a voice who you know, didn't sort of have the platform I did and not getting vaccinated. And, and, and to make the case to the, the crazy people trying to, you know, shove, uh, shove needles in our arms. <laughs> no, Lisa, look, and I totally agree with that.
2: And, and And again, you can guess where I came down on that front. I, I took the position I did in order to try to protect those who are in employment situations to be able to say you ought to have a right not to tell, but but then hammer the fact that that uh, natural immunity is real, that natural immunity exists, and uh, people should uh, be able to make up their own minds. Uh, but 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 this is going to go down in history, and it, it really and and we ought to, we conservatives. If you ask me what the most important thing we could do if we get the house back, it would be I'd probably say you know push hr1 to secure the borders of the united states put in some limiting principles on spending and then expose the absolute corruption involved with everything we've seen from covid that, to me, is, it's, it's it's paramount. It's everything.
3: Because if there's never any accountability, they're just going to keep doing. I mean, they're going to try to lock us down on, you know, freaking climate change and all this. Like, there there has to be accountability for the crimes committed against the American people. Now, I wanted to ask you, before we go, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave my audience before we go?
2: Well, I mean, I alluded to it before. I mean, wait, we're heading into the you know July 4th recess from my standpoint, but the holiday for most American people. Um, and I alluded to the sort of looking ahead to America, 2026 and our 250th birthday, uh, we're all frustrated conservatives, especially those of us who love Liberty and, and, and believe in limited government, but, but those, those, those structural, uh, uh, protections that the founders gave us, they exist and they are there. It's our duty as Americans to go forth and build upon those and push aside the attacks on those and reclaim freedom for our kids and grandkids. I know it sounds like political slogans. speak. I actually mean it in very specific terms right now. We have a duty to fight against these, these mandatory vaccines and jabs in the arms. We have a duty to force your members of Congress to stop spending money we don't have so we're not mortgaging our future. We have a duty to demand we keep our Second Amendment rights. We have a duty to go to the doctor of our choice. We have a duty to stand up and secure our borders and secure our communities and stand behind cops, go do it. Now there is no more time. And that, that to me is where we are. We are going to reclaim America for our kids uh, or we're not, but one way or the other, I'm going to live free. And I want it to be under the stars and stripes, but one way or the other, we're going to live free. So let's go try to reclaim this country for our kids.
3: Now, the fight is now. And I appreciate you fighting for the American people. And I appreciate your time, Congressman Chip Roy. Thanks so much for joining The Truth with Lisa Booth.
2: God bless you, Lisa. Take care. I appreciate
3: Congressman Chip Roy's time. That was a fascinating conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy listening to The Truth with Lisa Booth every Monday and Thursday. Leave us a review, rate us five stars, tell your friends, tell your family, share it on social media. Any help to get the word out would be appreciated. And I want to thank my executive producer, John Cassio for all the work that he puts into getting this done.